Welcome to the intro before the intro. The The next two episodes are going to have this put in front of the original intro. The reason for this is because I am an idiot. I wanted to, you're going to hear throughout the podcasts that are going to be published, reference to a YouTube channel. I had every intention of turning this video this podcast into a video podcast. Unfortunately, when I recorded it with Connor, uh, something happened. I don't even know what happened, but the video was not captured in the right frame rate. And so essentially, it looks like Connor is lagging across the screen the whole time, like that. And it sucks. So, I am not including the video. This will be an audio-only podcast, so you can disregard anything that is a mention of a video. Although, as I sit here, I have successfully captured a video podcast, and I've successfully edited it and created it, and it's sitting on my external hard drive ready to be published, but... I recorded Connor's first, and so Keaton's episode in the coming weeks will be a video episode. There will be a YouTube channel. There will be all of these things, but just not yet. So with that, enjoy the episode. Uh, welcome uh, to the Overdrink podcast. Uh, Mitch Talks Mental is kind of the thing that I'm running with on YouTube. I haven't even talked to, told you that. No, but, no. Um, I was like, what? Yeah, Mitch Talks Mental. Because um, I want to talk about, like, I want to talk about all things mental health, whether it be, I think it'd be cool to bring on some of my um, friends that are athletes and former athletes and be like, hey, let's talk about you know, the effect of mental health on, like, athletes and uh, how it affected you being a college athlete. Um or a professional athlete. Um, but uh, it's also over a drink podcast. And so if you're listening to this on your headphones or like not watching it, I should say, uh, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, subscribe and share it with somebody. That would be super cool. I'm trying to grow. I don't know how. This is what we're going to talk about. Uh, Connor is here. Um, my friend Connor. Um, we're going to talk about being a creative and trying, but like not the standard creative. So like I'm trying to grow my podcast. I don't know how. Um, and so I have these, you can't see, maybe you can, I'm not good at this, but we have cameras set up, um, lights. Uh, honestly, the first episode, I accidentally clicked my roadcaster and paused it right in the middle of it. So <laughs> we're going to see how good I am at post-production. Um, but, the second episode, they're going to be shorter. Um, they're almost going to be, I want to bring it back maybe, but like originally it's over a drink. The idea was that I had coffee with a bunch of men or drinks with a bunch of men um, and said, hey, tell me your story. Um, and then I came up with the idea of what I was calling shots, which were like shorter episodes. So like a shot of something, um, espresso shot, like tequila shot, yeah. Um, I don't know why I, I like tequila. Um, so, but I have not drank tomorrow will be one full year. So no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. One full year. Uh, 
I have not drank. And so we're going to say shooting. And actually right now, I, this show is not a lie, I promise. But I'm also not drinking caffeine. So um, it would be over a oh, tea. Wow. I haven't had coffee in a month and a half. Huh. Dude, I'm a changed man. I I don't know what's going on. Um, but Connor and I, uh, this is Connor. Connor Grimm, uh, young adults pastor at Red Rocks Church. Uh, husband to Aaron, father to two beautiful little girls, um, and a good buddy of mine, but he is a creative, but not in like, so I'm married to a worship leader who is vocally insane. It's stupid. Um, she is so creative. The things that come out of her mouth are either really mean directed at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, um, she is just insane. And if you know my wife, um, her name's Jess. Go listen to her on Spotify or Apple or YouTube. Or Her and her team are just special. They're great. Um, and for the longest time, I was like, I'm not a creative. I don't – because I live in a world where it's drummers and it's guitar players and it's camera guys and it's lighting and it's sound. And I'm like, I'm not a creative I'm like, cause creatives, at least at our church have this, like, there's a whole creative department yeah, and they all have a certain like vibe about them that like they're carrying a camera or they're like always carrying a camera. Yeah. And I'm like, I get, I get in trouble with Jess at my angles because I don't know how to work a camera. I'm hoping <laughs> that these two cameras are going to work. Yeah. We're going to see, but we'll like, see. <laughs> probably not oh god um but you're a creative kind of no you're <laughs> a creative you test what what is it on the test that you take huh the testing the the, the said, enneagram no 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 no. Um, oh the cultural index thing or you said test? every test you take it comes up that you're like off the charts in creativity yeah like abstract thinking and creativity yeah. So yeah. would that not be a creative? I guess. Um, yeah. I'm not creative in the traditional sense of like I can't do Illustrator or Photoshop. Um, I can play guitar, but it's – no, I think like – are we all right? Yeah, I have low battery, so oh, we're, crap. we're still recording, but I have 20%. So that last that, uh, the last episode, guys, we're learning here. I should probably put a phone charger there. But I'm honestly going to keep this all because it's authentic. And Do you want th- this one? No, no, I don't. Actually, it would reach, but I don't want to. We're fine. Um, I mean, I'm probably good as far as charge goes. YOLO. We're good. We're great. All right. Um, but continue. Oh, no. I, I Yeah, I'm not creative in the sense of, like, traditional creativity. But, like, I think just at the core of all creativity is, like, beauty. It's, yeah. it's, it's bringing beauty into the world. And I actually, I had this like sort of midlife crisis last or this past Easter. Um, it's so, so dumb. Uh, I, I'm like an Enneagram four and, and I, I say that a lot. I, I low key, like don't like the Enneagram, but maybe this is just the four in me. I hate being like put in a box. Um, and I think like personality tests are good, well, you know, like in, in doses, but like people make it their life and their identity. But one thing that like, I think that. I was wrestling with was like, does anything in this life matter? Like, uh, like I really got into painting and, uh, I'm still into painting, but I, uh, I I remember one night I was painting in my basement and I was like, 
am I just wasting time? Like until I die and like see Jesus, like, is this like a waste of time? (laughs) Sorry, this is getting like meta. Um, And, but I remember reading surprised by hope and how he talks about like the things that we create uh, that are beautiful, will like stand the test of time. The Bible talks about how not only our lives, but the things that we produce with our lives will be tested by fire. Um, Some things will be burned up, but other things will remain. And I think that, I think that the heart of all creativity is, the the God expression inside of us being let out into mm. into the world. God, the first thing He did was create. Yeah, literally in the beginning, God created. It's the first. It's the first thing we learn about God when we open our Bible is that God is a creative. God brings order out of chaos. He brings beauty out of darkness. And I think that the heart of creativity is one, just that God. The Bible says we're we're made in His image. It's us being image bearers of the creative God that we serve, but then also it's God, it's us bringing light out into this dark, like into darkness, into areas that need beauty and and inspiration and vision that, that might not necessarily have it. Dang. (laughs) Yeah. But okay. So like you say that and you're like, but I'm not like a creative in the traditional sense, but wouldn't God in himself be like the most traditional like hipster thing like god is like you can't like everyone is like me like you're like you can't imitate like you have to imitate me right so like wouldn't wouldn't god be the most traditional like way so like why then is like like you're saying like adobe or like why are those things considered like in your brain like what is registered that oh like because i think that that's the enemy lying to you and like trying to diminish the gifts that you have as not creative like you are creative you're just not like you said you're not in the box that society sees as creative you don't wear a fedora or like like one of those <laughs> oh, penis yeah. beanies have you seen what? Those? <laughs> what? you know what i'm talking about the no. ones that they're just like <laughs> what is a penis beanie <laughs> they're the the beanies that don't go all the way over your ears and they're just like this and they have they don't oh, they don't you know what i'm talking I know about what you're talking about and they make you look like a, a wiener when you're walking <laughs> around oh man but now you can never unsee that no i can never unsee that now <laughs> yeah but like you don't wear like a, a like you're not like this hipster looking dude who sits in coffee shops and drinks expensive lattes so you're not creative? No, I, I think it's more just like a lot of people. Yeah, like we have a creative department that doesn't include necessarily what I do. But yeah. I, I, I have come to terms with the fact that I love creativity. I would consider myself a creative, but I, it wouldn't be, I don't think, what other how other people would like identify me. But I think like my greatest joy in life is bringing something new to the table. Um, so when I write messages, yeah, that's what I was just thinking, I was like, tell me that scripting and putting together a message is, and a sermon illustration and an entire service is not creative. No, I think it's one of the most creative things that I get to do and that people can do. I think words are some of our most powerful weapon, like tools of creativity. You can paint pictures in people's minds. You can, you can take somebody back to a moment that they had of, of pain or of triumph. Like you can, you can like illustrate a scenario. One of the, one of the greatest uh, compliments I get was I, I preached this message one time about repentance and about how, 
repentance is turning away from something and towards another. And I, I, I didn't have an illustration on the stage. I just talked about this image of having a table full of junk food and another table behind you full of like healthy food and how yeah. so often we, when we repent, we just step back from the table, but stare at it. And I have so many people to this day come up to me and be like, I'll never forget that message where you had the tables on stage filled with the food. And you talked about that, but I never yeah. did that. I no. just talked you about used it. Your words. I painted a picture in somebody's mind with their words. Now I wish I could say I do that all the time. Sometimes I <laughs> suck like big time. Um, but no, I think that, man, I, it, creativity one i think it's it's in all of us but two i think that there are there are a select few people um and truly i just think it's the people who have the courage to pursue it and not care about looking stupid um who can make a life um following the creativity that god's like put in their heart mm. and at least for me and the way i'm wired in my personality that's the most fulfilling life um, that I that I like can find from everything from like I'm now like I love to paint, but I'm getting super into architecture. Hmm. I'll like lay in my lay in my bed on Redfin and I'll set like my little parameters to like five to ten million dollar homes and just look at the architecture. And like I, I have an architecture book that I ordered that I like read and like yeah I, I don't know i'm i'm a super nerd when it comes to stuff like that but what's crazy is that there's an ability to bring beauty in every area of life hmm. and that's what i think the heart of creativity is is the area to bring beauty into every area of life i think that's what heaven is yeah it's the most beautiful version of what we would consider mundane dang yeah cuz like even like if you were to say like to bring beauty into the most uh, into every area of your life. Sometimes you have to be creative to be able to look at it that way. You have to have, like, you have to be able to frame something or have a perspective of something to see it as beauty. Because, like, I'll look at a painting. You'll your abstract stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I love it, but someone might look at it and be like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> yeah. But like at the same time. They just see beauty differently. Yeah, absolutely. So they have to, in order to find a situation, like, or you have to be taught, like, how, why it's beautiful. Like, you be like, oh, like, like, I don't even, like, it's almost maybe the process of it is what makes it beautiful. And, or, like, the heart behind it. Or, and maybe I'm rambling, but I think that, like, it's, it's, I think creativity is so much, like, what you're saying of, like, being able how boring would it be if we were all the same kind of creative? Like how boring would the world be? Yeah. There wouldn't be like, I don't resonate with TikToks, but like some of these people that, are, cause I just, I'll scroll forever. So I, I resonate with it too much. Like I like, I can't have it because I'll spend too much time. But like, yeah, there's some people on there that like are insanely creative doing stuff that you would never consider like cooking. You like to cook. Love to cook. Chef's like, table, like Bruto, downtown Denver, sponsor me. <laughs> I go, I would go there every day if I could. But, um, but you're a pastor on a pastor salary. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> no, dude, I think like, yeah, even in food, like everybody has to eat. Yeah. So you can, you can literally go and buy McDonald's and buy, you know, just make the same thing. Or you can literally create moments and experiences and memories for people with food. Yeah. Like, think about that. That's crazy. That's that, crazy. That 
the same steak that I could buy and make ha- haphazardly, carelessly, could actually be prepared in such a way that would create like a moment for somebody. That's wild. That's power. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it like, probably – and here's the thing. I think a lot of it – like the variance of like if I throw a steak on a cast iron and I just and throw it on your plate, no, like don't prepare the plate in any way, you're still going to have a steak and it's still going to taste good like yeah. if you like steak or – like you, when we came over, you made us bow buns. <laughs> like so extra, but it's amazing because here's the thing: is like I love to cook too, and like part of it, and like I have to catch myself sometimes because like I love to cook, and I'll be I'll be in the kitchen for an hour, hour and a half making dinner, um, and then I don't like eating on the couch. I'm like because it doesn't feel like it deserves like the amount of time that I've yeah. put into cooking. I don't want to sit on the couch because it's almost just like it's an experience. Like, and like, I think it takes a certain brain or a certain type of creative to, to understand the work that goes. It's almost like, and now I'm just doing this as processing as like, but like when Jess shows me one of her new songs and if I don't like stop what I'm doing, give full attention, I'm only listening to that song. It's an offense to her because she's like, you don't even care. You're not paying attention to it. Yeah. To me, it's the same way when like I put together a plate. Like I'll, I'm like I'm like a nerd to the point where like I like wipe the plate. Like I want I don't want I yeah. want it to look pretty. Yeah. And if I set it down, or like I like or if you've been cooking for a while and you're cooking for people and you're like, hey, dinner's ready, and you if you've plated it, you've served it, and they're like, oh, I'll be there in like five. Be there That's in ten. That's my wife. My wife doesn't start to do chores until literally dinner is on the table. She'll like wait and be chilling. And then I'll put literally I'll plate our table and she'll be like, well, let me go do the laundry and let me fold this basket and let me let me load the dishwasher first. And I'm like, what was the point of me doing any of this? It's yeah. I'm like, oh, my so God. Frustrating. It's frustrating because I'm like, OK, I cook this steak medium rare, but the, you don't understand the co- the steak's going to keep cooking while it's on the plate. So if you decide to go and do all this stuff or you want to finish the rest of whatever TV show you're watching for another 12 minutes. Now you have a medium well steak and I'm I'm pissed because I like but like all that to say like I I relate that to like Jess with her music because I'm like hey I just put a whole bunch mind you her music takes more than an hour and a half to create yeah but like in a, on a smaller scale it's like hey I just put all this time and effort and like care into making this I would have just stopped and grabbed McDonald's and throw it on the table if I would if we're gonna sit on the couch and eat it like yeah and sometimes we do yeah. but like. Um, I loved that you cooked us bao buns and we had sushi. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't hand roll sushi for us. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't taken on that venture Do, yet. I don't trust. Okay. Here's the thing is like, I've looked up and I've tried to play on a date night with Jess and do like, Hey, it'd be so fun to like make our own sushi. Finding sushi grade fish in Colorado. Is, yeah. That's the thing too. Growing up on the East coast, don't get me wrong. I'll eat sushi and I know they fly it in and all that stuff. But one, that is like an art form to like master, like rolling sushi. Yeah. Um, And then two, I'm just like, nah, I'm not like even Whole Foods. I'm like, don't trust it. I don't trust it. Don't trust it. Not going to roll with that. No, because here's the thing. One, I like sushi enough that one bad experience, like if you drink too much fireball, I can't drink fireball (laughs) because there was one night I drank too much fireball and now it's like, nope, the smell of it. 
Like yeah. there's food. Like there's food that I've had where I'm like, I got sick off that once and I can no longer touch it. Chili I'm, cheese fries. <laughs> Sounds so gross. I was at the beach with one of my friends and I had chili cheese. No, sorry. Sorry. Onion rings. It was onion rings. rings. He had chili cheese fries and that's what he threw up. I still don't love those because <laughs> I have that image in my head. But I, for the longest time, I couldn't eat onion rings because I got sick. Yeah. And the last thing I ate was onion rings. I don't want to do that with sushi. Yeah. I, I'm not risking it. So we'll eat at like even still. But then I'm such a cheap. I'm going to make this a clean episode. I already talked about penises. But uh, I'm such a cheap A that to get good sushi and to be a large human, I'm going to spend 150 bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah. Like, and I'm like – and then on the way home, I'm like, can we hit like – some food on the way home because I'm still hungry. Yes. The amount of times Aaron and I have stopped by Taco Bell after <laughs> we've gone out to eat is too many to count. It's, it's so we actually did find a place in Denver that's all you can eat that's like good sushi. It's not like super expensive, but it's like enough for it's like a treat to go. Okay. Um but just a random story and then I mean we're getting off the beaten path, but that's what I like about this, so whatever. Um Jess saw a pimple popping video. Dude, don't. No. <laughs> I hate that crap. I can't watch it. She I'll hasn't eaten, she has not eaten cottage cheese. Dude, whoa. <laughs> Come on, man. That is disgusting. That crap. Listen, for real. If you're into watching those videos, you need Jesus. That is disgusting. Like the fact that you want to watch somebody else get their pimples popped says way more about you. But what if they're creatively popping a pimple? That's I don't care. That's not creative. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, well, that's not my vibe at all. I don't like those videos at all. Jess will watch them and throw up while she's watching them. Oh, and I'm like, dude. or not like actively throw up, but like like gag. And I'm yeah. like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, <sighs> whatever. Um, but yeah, I think to come all the way back around is like there's <laughs> such there's so many different avenues to be considered a creative, and I. And I, I just wonder what, like, how many people don't operate in the giftings that they're given because they, I mean, dude, this in itself, like, like you said, like, everybody is creative. It's whether or not they feel comfortable or confident enough to express it. And, yeah. And whether, like, honestly, the, for the longest time, I didn't do a podcast because I was like, people are going to be like, who wants to listen to you talk? Nobody cares. Yeah. Like podcasts are stupid. I don't really like podcasts. It's hard for me to sit and listen to podcasts. I don't have the attention span. I'm like, you don't even like podcasts, but you feel like the Lord has asked you to do this. Nobody. But then at the same time, I'm like, nobody cares. They're going to make fun. Like you, you, you create these things where it's like, oh, people are going to be like whispering behind your back being like, do you seriously think that he can podcast? Like, does he seriously think people can care? Or like this YouTube thing. Hi, YouTube. Um, Like, I don't know how to do this. And I'm going to look like an idiot. But like, I think that it could be fun. And I want to do it. And if you think that I'm stupid for doing it, sorry. I think people, I think people get convicted. Um, and that, that makes people talk, talk crap. Is that like, I there's a quote. Oh, I wrote it down on my phone. Um, we can't use your phone. It's I, I know. <laughs> um, but there's a quote that says the richest place in the world is the graveyard. Um, because okay. that's where some of the best books and dreams and movies and films and, and ideas have gone to die. Yeah. Um, people take the the genius that God's given them 
and have been too afraid to express it to the world. Mm. And so I, I just heard that a couple months ago. And that's, that's been a quote that's like resonated within me. It's like, I don't want my grave to be the richest place where people like experience me, like all the, all the things that I felt like. And, 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 and honestly too, I feel like sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves, like that God gave me, um, you know, God made me. So, and in some ways God gave me like all things that are good, but more just like the things I want to try. Yeah. You know, like I don't want those to die there. I, I want to try things. I like one thing that I feel passionate about is writing and maybe the same way you feel with the podcast. Like I've always thought about uh, starting a blog just because it's like a format to practice writing, but I'm like, nobody reads blogs anymore. Like blogs are when the internet first started. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. who the heck would read? I want to start blog? a blog, you know? And so I like, I'm kind of just like, yeah, but then at the same time, I think, like, I don't want that to die with me, you know? I want to go out swinging. I want to live – I want to go to the grave empty, you and, know? And what's the worst that can happen? Like, if you go to blog and nobody reads it, you get practice writing and you practice being creative and you practice structure and you practice discipline. As I preach to myself because I've been – I have a website that I'm literally building, trying to – Um for blogging because I'm like, I like to write and you like to write. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, a quote that someone would, uh, that I don't know what it was, but it was like, be brave enough to be bad at something. Yeah. Like it's easy for me. Like, and also I was on a prayer walk. Hopefully this is picking up. Yeah, it is. I'm good. Um, I was on a prayer walk uh, the other day. Uh, actually not, it wasn't the other day. It was when Benny was, um, a couple months old and Jess was off to work and I, the only thing I could do was walk with her because she was just like not having it that day. Yeah. So I'm praying and I'm, I'm like, God, all of my friends get to do these things that they love. I was like, every like my wife does, I could get teary. I'm like, my wife does what she loves. Like my brother-in-law does what he loves. Everybody loves what they do. And I love my job, but it's not what I love to do. Yeah. And I, and Almost not audibly, but it was like, well, what are you doing about it? Like, you want to write? Are you writing? You want to podcast? Are you podcasting? And like, in my brain, I'm like, I'm not going to be good at it. So I don't want to do it because I only want to present the best to people. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, did I just become good at football? Like, I was given gifts, but I had to work my ass off yeah to get good at football yeah i, I think, was given communication gifts but i need to take 50 reps of creating episodes and the lord challenged me in that because it's like man i would love i mean i love my job but i would love to be able to quit one day and say i'm just gonna create for the rest of my life yeah that's my dream would but like how do you get there? It's not – unless you're Joe Rogan who like his podcast – like, but even still, I'm not going to downplay the work that he's done. Like he is – Yeah, like, but think about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan did Fear Factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he he built a career for himself to get to a place where he could do now what he's doing. I think like there's – the two biggest lies in creativity is that you have to be a master at the start. Um Nobody is. No. Nobody. One of my favorite communicators in the world, his name's Erwin McManus. Um, are you want to talk about creative? The dude is brilliant. He uh he just came out with this master class of communication that I have, and it's amazing and very meta. Um, but it's like amazing. And uh 
But he talks about like by the grace of God, all of his early messages are not on the internet for everybody to hear because they sucked apparently, you know, unfortunately mine for the most part are on the internet (laughs) for everybody to hear. But like, no, I think first, like nobody's born a master. Some people are born insanely talented, but even then they're called to be a master of their craft. They're, they're, they're called to cultivate their talent into mastery. Um, So there will be paintings that I hope one day to continue to paint and sell but there's two in my office that that 99% of the world will never see because they're just me getting started and learning and trying some things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then here's here's where I think the biggest lie is, and I could talk about this for a while. I don't know how much time we got left because I know you got to roll here soon. But um, there is this, I think, I don't, I, I don't want to say it's a lie because I believe in the principle and the heart behind the principle. But there is a verse in the Bible that says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and in due time, he will lift you up. Yeah. And I've heard this almost to the extent of it being weaponized to never challenge the status quo. Hmm. Like, God will raise you up in your time. God will raise you up in your time. Don't try, don't try something. Don't do something. Because when it's time, God will raise you up. What's interesting is David saw a moment and, like, seized it. You know, yeah. like when David killed Goliath, David wasn't just sitting in a field one day and God transported him to the battlefield. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he goes to the battlefield. He's he's literally delivering cheese and, and he's doing like crappy work that nobody wants to do. He's bringing yeah. his brothers who are supposed to be warriors but are terrified um, food from their home. Yeah. And he's there and this, this Philistine giant um, – you know, and there's historical documentation of like people that were eight or nine feet tall back in the day. And if you don't believe that Yao Ming was seven, six. So yeah. like it is possible. Yeah. But like there are this giant um, who's like killing everybody and is challenging these guys like they God didn't take over David's body. You know, you know, what I mean? Yeah. like David saw a moment and he seized it. Yeah. And it actually is what propelled him to become king. Yeah. I think that we have believed this lie that just because if we humble ourselves before God, humility precedes timing. But like if we humble ourselves, we think that we shouldn't push the envelope or knock on doors. Mm-hmm. That in due time, God will God will lift you up. I've known too many people that have waited on due time. If I can be if I can be totally honest, I have wasted years of my life waiting and not pushing the envelope. Now I say this, I don't think it's a lie. I do believe God has timing and I do believe the Holy Spirit will talk to you in the sense of not right now or maybe later or whatever. But I think we we handcuff so many people because we tell them, well, like, well, if God wants it, he'll, he'll open the door. Yeah. But we don't see that very often in scripture. We see people who hear from God, who know God, and then sometimes kick the door down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that like one of the biggest lies that I've realized as I've gotten older is that God is going to make my wildest dreams come true. Hmm. I think that's a lie. I think God will bless the effort I'm willing to put in to work towards something. I don't think that I'm going to wake up one day and have people calling me, asking me to design clothes, which is something I want to try one day. I don't want to be a clothing designer, but I've always wanted to do like a run of a line. I want to write. I don't think a a publisher is going to hear me talk one day and be like, you need to write a book. Let me pay for it. Yeah. I think I need to write. 
you know, yeah. and, and let God bless that. Yeah. I think I need to like start designing clothing. I think I need to paint and like, and, and work towards getting better at that Yeah, for then to, to sell that. And for God to like use that, like, and I just think there's this narrative of like, wait till your time. Yeah. But I think of like people like, and this is going to sound so weird, but, but track with me, like, like Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye, have you seen the, the, the genius documentary? No. On Netflix? I've heard it's good though. I cried. You can ask my wife. I cried. Yeah. Kanye West, love him or hate him. I love him. He yeah. is a genius in my mind. I'm wearing his shoes. <laughs> um, but Kanye was known for making beats. Yeah. He was a producer. He made beats and he, he would rap and all these people would just be like, you're a producer. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Basically wait yeah. your turn. We'll let you know when you can rap, whatever. And he was just like, no, I'm going to keep on rapping. Yeah. Come to find out he's one of the best rappers he's ever lived. Yeah. But like he, he like just, he made his own way. And I think that like sometimes in life and, and please hear me, there's a balance to this. I'm not saying disregard wisdom, disregard your elders, disregard your pastor, whatever. But I do think we live in a world that is terrified of change. We're, we're, we live in a world that loves status quo. We don't yeah. like people who rock boats. Yeah. And I think that if you're creative, you're called to rock a boat in, in your sphere of influence. Mm. And, and you will face resistance to that. And I think over, like, in the, like looking back over my life, I've had ideas that I've let die that should have been pushed forward. Mm. Uh, and, and not in a disrespectful way, but I've just, I, I bought into the lie that, I just need to wait my time for God to like open doors. Yeah. I hate calling that a lie because there is truth to it. It's like a 50, 50 thing. And I think when you walk with Jesus, you just know when it is and when it's not. Yeah. But I think so many young adults, so many adults, so many people get to their fifties and their sixties and they're like, I haven't lived an ounce of the life that I've wanted to live. And I feel like God's like, why not? Yeah. You know, like that's on you. And, and, as you're talking, I'm so much, I keep thinking of this, like, and what do we define as like making it or like opening that? Like, so it's like, do you need 50,000 followers on Instagram? Do you need X amount of subscribers? Do you need like, like the Lord, like we talked about this in your uh, earlier podcast, go check it out. Um, you like, God, like Jesus is life. Like he is the fulfillment of life. He comes to bring you life. And so it's like, he gives your heart these desires and like these giftings. And it's like, isn't just writing like the ability to write and express yourself in it in and of itself. Isn't that like a gift and like, like haven't you made it because you can write. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Cause I'm like, couldn't it be something where it's like, like you're, you're, you're talking so much about like these dreams that are dying and it's like, yeah, God will bless it. But like, does it need to blow up to be considered a blessing or could it just be like some, like could your one piece of art touching one person be a blessing? No, absolutely. I think, I think creativity at its core is obedience and freedom. Yeah. And I think that we have a lot of people, I think a lot of us get the obedience part. Like when I paint, um, I paint from this deep place. Now, now I don't want to get too too hyper spiritual because God was not like Connor, I want you to paint, but I do feel <laughs> like, on. Connor. Oh, no, it's not going to work. Connor. Oh, no. I think you got to go over to the other one. To the other one? Yeah. the blue. It was blue, I think. No, it's not going to work. Well, I'm trying to touch the touchpads because it changes the voices. It's supposed to change your voice. Why is it not working? 
this is stupid. This is all a joke. Anyways. Anyway, I know what you're going for. I was going to say God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, God was never like, Connor, I want you to paint. But but I have this like creative element inside of my soul that needs to get out. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the beauty of obedience is obedience is letting the creativity inside of you come out. Mm. And I think that I think that the other part of that, I, my mind just totally blanked. It's because I touched the touchpad. No, it's a, it's all right. But oh, f- obedience and freedom. I think that like, I think that like when you lead from your creativity, for me, it's it's the most freeing place. I'm I, I'm my most yeah. self, and I think that's what people are afraid of. Are yeah. people that are people that are okay with tapping into their most honest self. And I know I'm sounding like a hippie right now, but no, you're not because I I genuinely I have a, a note in my, I have a like a note of things that I want to blog about or like YouTube about or like just expand thoughts on. And something that I wrote is like I think that the most like the deepest want of a human being is to be authentically seen and authentically accepted for who they are authentically. Like 100%, this is who I am bare bones. This is my, my creative. This is my, like my goods. This is my bads, but like, you don't care. I don't care. Like, just love me for it. And like, I think a lot of creatives push back on like the, like you're saying, like, is that some like, am I going to be accepted for letting out my creative side? Yeah. Or do I need to suppress it to fit? Cause I think, um, Bill Johnson, um, fun fact, Bill Johnson's, um, wife, late wife, um, rest in peace, Benny. Um, we didn't, I had never known that my daughter's name is Benny. We had no clue. We listened to Bill Johnson at Bethel all the time. And then he's like, Oh, my wife, Benny. And we're like, Oh, wow. I don't know another Benny. Yeah. And yeah. now, um, but he says something and I'm, I'm not good like you at this in scripture, but like, Essentially, I think it's Revelations where he sends, like the Lord sends the craftsmen, the craftsmen first. Like in scripture, it states that like, and first he sends out like the creators and the craftsmen. And it's like, I think that like the enemy has, and we can get into spiritual warfare. I love spiritual warfare or I hate it, but I love the topic of, um, but like, I think the enemy has us in this like confined box of like, this is you're like almost a numbing, like uh sedated state of like, this is not, you're not operating in the fullness of God. You're, you're and I'm okay with that. I'm just going to keep it, not rock the boat. I'm just going to keep it going this way. And the creatives are the ones who are called to, to like rock the boat, to punch outside of the walls or like punch through the walls and like, yeah. be like, and, and then operate in their fullness. But the enemy discourages that because it's like, no, you're, you're numb. You're, you're, you're just like how, like Jesus is, brings us life and he brings us joy. And he, like, if we don't experience that, the enemy's still winning because he's hindering us from the fullness of what we are promised. And so I think that creatives so often me, you, like, even you saying like, I want to blog, but like, nobody wants to listen to me. That's the enemy. Like, yeah, and what and, and the thing is, is like you would talk about stuff that people need to hear. May I hope? <laughs> yeah, but e- but even if it even if it was one person, like my podcast when I started this was like God, let one person who needs to hear this hear it, and if that's the case, like because I think even like if you talk to like other like 
pastors and we should here soon. Um, we talk to other pastors or like, I think churches so often the, the little C gets so wrapped up in numbers and metrics of like how many people. And like, I think it's, it's, it's like, I've heard other friends, not even at Red Rocks, like, but like other people involved in ministry who are like, oh, like I didn't impact that many people. Like my message, like my altar call, only one person raised their hand. Isn't one like you changed someone, one person's life. Look at the magnitude of that. Yeah. Like if your art changes one person's life, the like Sam, the guy who like Sam may have only brought you to Jesus. Or introduced you to Jesus. And he has completely changed the... God math is different. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, he changed the trajectory of your life, of the entire Red Rocks... Like, Red Rocks Young Adult Ministry is not what it is today if Sam doesn't bring you to Jesus. If he's not bold in what he was gifted in, which is evangelism. Like, my one podcast, maybe I don't see fame for it, but someone who listens to it decides to go cure a disease (laughs) yeah no for real for real uh yeah i like your impact on one could have impact on thousands without you ever like knowing um me my last thought i know we got to wrap up on creativity and this is my as being 34 um and and learning as i go i think the final thing like you got to accept is that you can't want everybody to understand you Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love so much about Kanye West. I'm, I'm bringing it back to Kanye. <laughs> but like he doesn't care who understands him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think one of the fears I face when it comes to producing content and producing art or whatever is that I'll be misunderstood. But I think that like if you're called to create, if you're called to be a disruptor, which not everybody is, yeah, you know, um, we can't have a world of disruptors because then nothing would ever move forward. But if you're called to innovate and be a creative and be a disruptor, and I, I do think creativity is inside everybody. I, I want to make that a little caveat. But I think the thing that I've I've learned and I've been afraid of the most is I want everybody to get it. And one thing that I've I feel like I've learned about myself is that I'm I'm more niche than mainstream. Yeah. In my in my own life, I hate trends. I hate things that are trendy. I will actually like intentionally not participate. <laughs> um I think you have to be okay with being niche. Like I hope I'm saying that word word right niche yeah niche it's i think it's like potato potato yeah but i think like if you if you get to a place where you you feel god's put some type of creativity inside of you um i would say don't wait like i think you can be humble and wait on the lord's timing while pushing the ball forward i think that i think that it's a beautiful thing to disrupt the status quo when it's a godly thing and I think you have to have thick skin yeah. and you have to, you have to make sure that you not, you don't, you don't need the desire to be understood by everybody hmm. because you're not creating for everybody. You're creating for yourself and for other people. And yeah. I think that's, I don't know. I think that's like power and creativity. 100%. And again, you, you finished the episode with me not needing to add anything to it. Um, so thank you. 
I hope any of that made sense. And if not, you're just not creative enough to understand. Yeah, literally. I need more Alpha Brain. (laughs) Alpha Brain. Uh, You're not our sponsor. I've never actually had Alpha Brain, but Connor, he swears by it. So if you want to sponsor us. Also, if anybody ever wants to sponsor me, I'll I'll, I'll talk about whatever you want to talk (laughs) about. Yeah, seriously. Within the bounds. Um, But yeah, so if you're listening to this, we're finishing it up. Uh, You made it all the way through. Uh, click subscribe. Go check out the YouTube channel. If you're on the YouTube channel, click subscribe. I don't know. There's probably not a button right here. We're going to figure that out somewhere. Um, but yeah, share it with somebody. Uh, the coolest part about this is building a community, uh, building a, a base of people who are going to talk authentically about authentic things um, or like real life things. Talk authentically about marriage talk about creativity talk about relationships and um all the things that you don't see on youtube or are you don't hear often on social media and um that's what this is going to be and so uh hit that button give me a review tell me good and bad <laughs> um tell me to shut up actually don't that would hurt my feelings i'm just kidding um connor thank you for yeah man for coming for on me. um and until next time peace thank you for listening to this episode of the overaging podcast don't forget to like comment subscribe and share it with someone that you love and honestly you don't really need to love them you could just like them or you could have just met them at walmart and been like hey this is a really cool podcast you should listen to it Either way, you're sharing it, and that would be super cool. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Overdrink Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast and want to help with some of the costs associated with the creation of episodes, hosting, gear, and software, you can support Overdrink financially by following the link in the description below called Buy Me a Coffee. You can support on a one-time basis or join the team monthly. Until next time, peace. Peace.